Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Barbarically Candid. I'm your host, Dustin, with my co-host, Gavin. Hello, hello, everybody. And we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about current events. We're going to take emails from callers. We're here. Any question, no matter how taboo, we're going to tackle it. So what do you want to talk about first, Gavin? We got a whole list of things. I mean, there's been a lot going on. We just got out of COVID, coming out of quarantine, and the world's going crazy. And yet somehow they all they all want us to go right back in to hiding again. Well, that's because the riots didn't. Uh, oh, that's right. And the murder hornets never came. That's right. Oh, I, I think I think we all forgot about the murder hornets, didn't we? I, I think we skipped that level. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we took a warp. Gotcha. Uh, so, George, I mean. Yeah, let's start off with old Floyd. It's been two weeks. He's been drug-free for two weeks, folks. Well, you know, I, I will say, um, no matter what he did in his past, I don't care if he had fentanyl in his system no matter what, he shouldn't have died like that. I mean, I, I watched the video eight minutes and 40-something seconds long. That's There was no de-escalation of the situation. Once he was on the ground in cuffs, should have been let go. should have never happened. Yep, you, you, I would agree. They should have, as soon as he was detained, he should have been set up safely, take care of the uh, situation and the sad thing is, of all the people that were standing there, nobody thought, hey, I think I think we got this guy. No, no matter what happened before the camera started the roll, at a certain point, we got him. We're good. Okay, let's, you know, take care of the entire crime scene and, you know, whatever paperwork that they would have to do. Agreed, agreed. Um, so here's the big thing. Now, I'm... I'm Granted, a lot of it's rumor. You kind of have to filter through what you can and see what's going on. Now, there's rumor that they worked together at the same club. Mm-hmm. And that they had actually argued about how Chauvin or Chauvin or however you say the officer's name was treating patrons. Quick to pepper spray, always violent, just not a good dude. And apparently him and Floyd had had words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know that the media would love to portray this like it's white on black crime. But there's a seedy understory, folks. I mean, I just, I maybe it was a personal vendetta. Maybe there was something else going on. I mean, for all I know, what operates through a lot of clubs? Organized crime. Dr- yep. Drugs maybe George knew something that he wasn't supposed to know. And they were trying to keep him quiet. Who knows? I mean, really, we... At this point, there's too many rumors and not enough facts. So, yes, folks, we are not afraid to break out the tinfoil hats on this show. Um, I hope that you guys can appreciate every single angle that we can find to discuss on a story. So, it's, where, where have we gone from here after this entire incident? Well, I mean, so I was totally with... The peaceful protest. Hell, even when they burned down the uh, third precinct police building, I was like, I get it. But when they started firebombing businesses within the community of their own people, that's when I was like, okay, you lost me. Now, with that, break out the tinfoil hat because I'm yep. about to take you down a rabbit hole. All right. So let's look at this um, the Black Lives Matter movement. The actual movement, I don't have an issue with because I do believe black lives do matter. Now, the organization, the organization, who are they funded by? 
They're funded by the Clinton administration. They're funded by George Soros, yep. Ted Turner TV, all these big media outlets. Now, who Agreed. else does George Soros fund? Antifa. So you set up Black Lives Matter to do all these little different protests. And then you insert Antifa, which are these professional rioters, give or take, to incite violence. Because yeah. a person is smart. People are stupid. Mob mentality will take over. And even if you've got a few people inciting violence, it's going to take over and it's going to be everybody. I hate to say that. Now, some people are going to go away and be like, no, I don't want to be part of this. But there's going to be a lot of people that see it and they're like, hey, I'm going to do that, too, because they're doing it. Oh, yeah. That looks like fun. Now, I've seen a lot of people that want to compare. Now, let's not forget, speaking of the Clinton Foundation, what's been going on during all these riots, all these protests? Do you even know? No. Hillary Clinton testified in front of the Senate. That's right. Lost her appeal and now has to go back in September. I forgot about, yes, yes. Oh, I, I can't believe I forgot about that. But we don't want anybody to know about that, right? No. So look at, look, don't pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. The sleight of hand again. That's right. Yep. And, and it's every time. It's every time. Not only that, but what do they do? Now, I know I've seen the statistics. I've heard the people, well, you know, black on black crime happens more than black on white crime. Well, of course it does. Because in the inner city, or wherever, let's just say the inner city, you tend to have more minorities. Now, where white people are, you're going to have more white on white crime because they're kind of together, you know. I mean, it's just nature. There's You're going to be around people that are like you for the most part. Now, I've seen statistics where they say if you actually look at the true numbers, there's more white people who get hurt by cops than black people. Now, you know, to each their own. I've seen the statistics on both sides, but of course every statistic is only worth whoever put the money into it in the first place. Exactly. And who are we polling? Yep. That's really, you've got to look at, um, like just the other day, Trump, they were like, what do you think of Trump? Well, who did they poll? They polled 32% Republicans 60-something percent Democrats, and the rest were libertarian or independent. So your polls are skewed right off the bat. Mm -hmm. So you really have to look at that. So um, now, I don't know if you've seen, but I've seen a lot of people comparing these riots to the Boston Tea Party or the Stonewall riots. I do not agree. Now, let's break it down why they're nothing like that. Boston Tea Party... You've got to think about who owned the tea in the first place. The tea was owned by the East India Trading Company. Now, the East India Trading Company was owned by British elites Mm -hmm. and royals. So when they dumped that tea overboard, they were taking a shot directly at the British government. Not only that, they didn't burn the ships. They swept the decks. They replaced the lock. Everything was left better than what it was found other than the cargo that belong to the British government. Mm -hmm. So that's invalid completely. Now, I don't know how much you know about the Stonewall riots. I want to say it was, oh, late 60s, early 70s. I'd have to look to get the exact year because we've had family that was like, well, the Stonewall riots, that was a big factor in LGBTQ 
rights. Now, if you look at it, there was a, this was at a time when gays were not, basically they weren't allowed. Now, this, this was a problem. Police were killing them. They were, you know, pulling them in a back alley and beating them and leaving mm-hmm. for dead and stuff like that. And they had nowhere to go. Now, the Stonewall Inn, which is actually a mafia-run business. I forget the mafia family that ran it, but they saw it as an opportunity. These people have nowhere to go and we can make money off them. So they opened a gay club called the Stonewall Inn. Now, these riots started. Police came in rush the club because it was all very hush hush police come in rush the club they're beating the hell out of people and there was a drag queen and a butch lesbian one of them threw a brick and started a fight between the cops and the gays now this i can get behind you were being drug out in the street and brutalized it was almost like it was 21st century any any major muslim country but yeah Exactly. But we're looking at that and they want to say, well, that's just like the Stonewall riots. No, that was a fight between LGBTQ and allies against crooked cops who then barred themselves inside the Stonewall Inn and they were going to burn it down and the cops finally came out and all that kind of stuff. But once again, invalid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we want to have all this outrage. Now, we want to have all this outrage, and we want to list all these names. Some of the names, I get it. Uh, Breonna Taylor. She was asleep. Cops served a no-knock warrant and shot her. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yep, I remember that. Complete crap. Yep. Complete crap. Those officers should have been charged for murder mm. because that's what it was. Now, there are other names like Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin. Yeah, no. Now, the Trayvon Martin, I want with that, George Zimmerman is a piece of crap. He was known for setting people up like that, trying to get into altercations. So I'm not going to say that he should have died. I'm not going to say he was this choir boy they made him out to be. Oh, he definitely wasn't the choir boy. On, in the, truly, yeah, r- correct. On either side, no, there was no good guy. There were because there were plenty of pictures of what Trayvon was actually like. You know, there's there, there were a lot of people on the street that knew who he was as as a young man, and the only thing that the media ever showed was pictures of him when he was like 12. But that's what sells. You're, this narrative, yeah. where another unarmed innocent gunned An down. Innocent boy. Now, with that, after George Floyd, which tragic death, mm-hmm. everyone agrees should have never happened. Mm-hmm. We have the story of Rayshard Brooks, which is a few days old now. It's not crazy old, but this was the gentleman who fell asleep in a Wendy's drive-thru. He was drunk. So he had to drive there drunk, fell asleep. The police pulled him out quick. They have about 20 minutes of... um, was it chest cam, badge cam footage? Yeah. About 20 cam. minutes of badge cam footage where he's being polite, respectful, all that. No problem with the cops, nothing like that. Now, he fails the sobriety test. They then tell him, you failed your sobriety test. I forget what he blew. It was like .108 or something. It was, it was up there. It was over the limit. They said, you failed. We're going to arrest you. We're going to take you to jail. Now, 
Come to find out, this man that everyone has said, oh, what a tragedy, what a tragedy, was out on parole because of coronavirus for abusing his three children, who then wrestled, punched a cop in the face, Mm -hmm. stole his taser, went to run away, turned around, fired said taser at the cop, and then was shot three times in the back. Now, I understand that maybe maybe he shouldn't have shot because they're saying, well, you know, in some instances a taser is considered a deadly weapon. In others, it's non-lethal. But here's the thing. If he had shot that cop with that taser, he could have then taken his gun. And done worse. Exactly. And and then what, 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 what could be guaranteed versus the chance on a taser and you know if it was you know if it was uh, flipped around you don't know what's in that perp system you'll you'll kind of have a clue after you hit them the first time and they get right back up but well i'm not gonna lie i was it was hard for me to believe he was only drunk watching him fight those cops mm-hmm. i mean he was he was putting it to him he was really i don't know what he drank but it was pretty good i tell you <laughs> can they sponsor us <laughs> right <laughs> now with that, so with all this going on, there's been a ton of so- social media outrage. Now, with that, you've got some people saying some things online which are not good. I mean, we can all agree that nobody nobody should be out there talking down about certain people. Or, However, this new cancel culture mm-hmm. where, well, this person said something I don't like. I saw it was something about George Floyd. This couple said something, somebody online then found out where they worked, contacted their employer, and they are now out of a job. They have no way to make a livelihood. Their name is drug through the streets. And, you know, it really only seems like there's one group of people that tends to do this, and they're called liberals. Angry, hateful liberals. It kind of makes you think, why couldn't we go back to a day when we could be barbaric and just duke it out in the street instead of doing it on Facebook? Yeah, I know it wouldn't be the best idea, but it'd make life a whole lot easier. Yeah, but I guarantee you, you'd have a lot of these keyboard warriors that... Would not show up. <laughs> well, that, and they're not going to say it to your face. They'll say it all over Facebook. Oh, yeah. Never going to say it to your face. Oh, yeah. Now, for the folks who don't know what uh, the two of us look like, we are not small guys. So I can, without a doubt, say that neither of us are the kind of people that don't take shit from anyone. Now, with that said, I, you know, I, I was, I'm a retired 20-year vet of the Army, but I'm a lover, not a fighter. So oh, if oh, I, yeah. I'm going to say, if I can, if I can go without fighting, I'm going to do that every time. It's not something I enjoy. Now, with this cancel culture, and it's really, it's become kind of a phenomenon. You saw it with James Gunn. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something, I don't know if you saw HBO pulled Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Now, I'm 36. I'm pretty sure I've seen this movie once in its entirety ever. You know, it's not my kind of movie, but there is a list of movies that everybody, if you're... In like a certain age bracket, should have seen it at least once, and that movie is probably easy top 
five of the greatest known movies of all time. Let's not forget that this movie was one of the first movies where an African-American actress was nominated. Now, I can't remember if she won. I think, uh, what was her I name? Was it Hattie, she, Hattie McDaniels? I don't think she did. I'd now, have, I know to, she was nominated. I'd have to look and see if she won. But even that was... Huge. At the time? Now, how far back are we going to go with cancel culture? Because you had, I mean, let's look at... Elmer Fudd? <laughs> That's, I mean, that's one. You've got Elmer Fudd. You've got Paula Dean. Uh, you've got James Gunn. Hulk Hogan. You've got, <laughs> I didn't even hear about that one. Hulk Hogan has gotten into trouble multiple times. And I think, I want to say it pretty much all stemmed from one angry voicemail. He left his daughter a few years ago where he used the N-word a lot of times. Ah, uh, okay. It was pretty bad. As a matter of fact, WWE just straight up cut ties. That's so. If you haven't seen him there in a while, you know, unfortunately. I he, mean, that's that's got to be pretty bad for the WWE to stop making money off you. Yeah, that's that's insane. And his wife got in trouble over something very similar in the last two or three months. Uh, it didn't it didn't make huge news stories because well you know Hulk Hogan was big his wife was not well yeah but because you know she's the wife of a, the only know. reason people knew Linda Hogan was because of Hogan knows best let's be honest <laughs> yeah. now with that though while I think it's wrong I would argue that First Amendment freedom of speech mm-hmm. people say crappy things. That doesn't mean they can't say it. Doesn't mean they should be canceled because of it. People can say whatever they want. You may not agree with them, but to go out of your way, for example, just as an example, um, five to ten years ago, there was that baker, Christian Baker, yes. because of his religious beliefs, he didn't want to make a cake for a gay couple. Now, is it kind of crappy? Yeah. But what did However, they not tell you? What did the news stories not tell you in the end was that that baker was targeted for because the people who were going to buy that cake, they knew that, that they knew their beliefs. They knew how they, their entire stance. So that entire thing wound up being a publicity stunt just for them to look good and to, you know, take away the business from those guys. See, but whatever happened to this establishment reserves the right to refuse service to anyone for any reason. Now, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right that he would do that. I have no problem with gay people. I have a ton of gay friends. I have family members that are gay. Like, you do you. As long as you're not hurting anybody else, I don't care. I think that my gay neighbors should be able to own their AR-15s and grow pot in their backyard. I'm not, you know. But it's just the outrage that comes from, and I think a lot of it stems, we didn't see any of this before social media. Mm-hmm. Because you really had no way to produce that kind of outrage unless you could get something in the paper. Or on TV. Exactly. But what if they had gone and said, hey, we want to boycott this guy. I'd fully endorse that. That is absolutely your right. But to take him to court and for a judge... To tell him, well, now you owe them hundreds of thousands of dollars because you hurt their feelings. That, that, yeah, that. So no. you ruin a man's livelihood, basically destroy his business, 
because he didn't want to do something you wanted him to do and could have gone down the street and found someone to do it. Yeah, someone who may have had like a whole pride flag on the outside. After all, you know, if it was this month, hell, it is is pride month. Y'all have a fantastic month. Uh, But remember that time when they tried to stick it to a major restaurant company and it absolutely backfired. Okay, you're going to have to refresh me on this. Chick-fil-A. The original... Attack. God's chicken. Yes. Yes. That, yes. That original attack on Chick-fil-A, I, I remember because I was in Beaumont doing a project at the time. And I was like, well, you know what? I love Chick-fil-A. I'm going to go to get me some Chick-fil-A tonight. And sure enough, I was in line for almost an hour. Oh, yeah. But it was a, it, everybody was happy. How can you not be in the Chick-fil-A? Drink I know, here? right? They're That's... coming out there with chocolate chip cookie samples, lemonade. I mean, <sighs> they're going to treat you right. And it's their pleasure. Not that we're endorsing, but we are just saying we really love your chicken. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're looking to sponsor somebody, you know, hey, yeah. let us give, right give here, us a buddy. call. Yeah. So N- what have we got next going on? So <laughs> I know there's some- next is um, probably one of my favorite topics for memes over the past week. Oh, yes. And that would be the Chaz which is now known as the CHOP, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. Now they took, I forget if it's six or eight blocks in Seattle. I think it was six. If I recall correctly, it was six blocks. Now what I'm really curious about is all the inhabitants or residents within these six state blocks. Something tells me they weren't all on board with this. Which would seem to me, wouldn't that make them held captive against their own will behind the walls that they built up as soon as they took over that six block radius. So they've developed a police state with walled walled perimeter and controlled immigration. Because unless you have an ID that proves you live there, they're not letting you through. Now, now that seems... Um, <laughs> ironic at best. I mean, a little fascist, if you uh, ask me. Absolutely. Now let's talk about fascism because I know, you know, everybody wants to say, oh, Trump's a fascist. Trump's a Nazi. Where's the evidence? Has he nationalized anything? Has he nationalized health care? Oh, wait, no, Obama uh, did that. Yeah, we're still trying to break that. And I don't think it's possible. Now, has he nationalized anything? Let's talk about how many millions of dollars Obama mm-hmm. spent to keep information from the American people and from the press. That seems like a pretty fascist move. Unfortunately, speaking of the mic, Gavin. Yeah, sorry. Unfortunately, we are absolutely still fighting this, and I sadly believe there are far too many rhinos still in the Senate to make this entirely go away. My personal opinion, it should have been completely scrapped and started all over again with something fresh. You know, something that I don't know, every politician actually read instead of all those poor blackmailed uh, uh, house people and senators as well. Well, blackmailed, you mean paid off? No, I mean, let, let's be real no, lobbyists. Yeah. You know, they got deep pockets. But Must not be only nice. that, but I was, you know, I, I can't say that I was completely against Obamacare. However, once they started rolling out how much all this was going to cost, I was like, hold up. I thought this was national health care for everyone, which means it'd be affordable for everyone. But you got you got Joe down the street who works at Taco Bell. He ain't paying nothing for his health care. And now he is. 
So there's definitely ups and downs, mostly downs. Um, if they were to bring out a national health care, you know, they keep talking about the Swedish model, the Danish model, the Netherlands, and they keep talking about them as a socialist nation. But they're actually the Danish people or the people from the Netherlands are saying, hey, we're not socialist. We are a capitalist system with a social safety net. And a lot of taxes. They're, so average guys, guys like you and me, we would be paying roughly 35% Yikes. in taxes of our gross. Oh. Now, if you're rich, let's say you're making one, two million a year, you could pay up to 55% of your income in taxes. I don't know about you, but that's scary. What scares me is that you have a government that has become so strong that they can implement things like that. And that but that branches out across everything. That branches out across cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And that's that may be the libertarian in me where I'm like, hey, big government can F off. You know, I'm I'm not a fan of big government because I don't want them messing with my I think everyone should have rights, but when you're comfort starts to infringe on other people's rights that's when we have a problem agree yep yep and when you get big government that's really when that happens because we're in a we're in an age now where it's not about the facts it's about the emotions well i feel this way so that must make it that must make it real no no let's look at science let's look at the facts the logic if there is any exactly and there are we should we should consider how people will feel about things, but is that a major defining factor? No, because let's be honest, I don't care about your feelings. If you're not paying my bills, you're not my wife or kids. I could care less about your feelings. You may love this, you may hate this. I don't care. It's not my business. That's like somebody asked me the other day. They were like, "Why are you starting a podcast?" I said, "Well, it sounds like fun. Yeah, we get to go in, we get to air stuff out, we get to talk about it." Now, I'd love to get a third host eventually that maybe leans a little more left. Because, Gavin, I know you're probably Pretty, more right-leaning than I am. Probably. Now, I'm I'm much more middle-of-the-road, kind of libertarian. I swear, like, I'm trying to be more middle-of-the-road. And that's fine. But this is this is where how we get there. Open dialogue, able to talk about things. And that's, in, in essence, isn't that how the world should go around? Or, and, you know, un, un, unfortunately, due to the cancer of this culture going on right now. It's almost like you're, you're having an argument with a really upset woman who just can't rationalize any part of the conversation, but because she's being a Karen and being so hysterical that she's right. Like no matter what, no, my feelings are hurt. It doesn't matter what you said because my feelings are hurt. I am correct. You were wrong, and you should just go to jail or be banished from this planet or something. Well, and see, that's a lot of the problem we have is the fact that we have lost the ability to debate. Look back in 2016 between Hillary and Donald. What did they really say at the debates? Nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. I voted for Trump. Same. Now, the only reason I voted for Trump is there wasn't a better choice. Agree. I've never, as far as personality, I'm not a Trump fan. He's too New York for my taste. But you know what? He comes in. He says we're going to make it. It's going to be huge. 
It's going to be tremendous. We're going to do this. Which is a whole lot better than... Uh, I call her Satan's cankles, but I'm sure somewhere someone feels offended by that. But now that, what, I ain't no way tired. No, screw that. Now, what really got me is when you saw her going to Alabama. Hey, y'all, how you doing? Okay, well, no. Just that we know that's not how you talk. She may, she may have been you from You may have Arkansas. come from the farm, uh-uh. but you're not from the farm anymore. We know that's not how you talk. Don't pander. People don't want to be pandered to. People want to know what you think. They want to know your policies. If we could get away from... Now, I know there's this big myth that... I know we're getting a little off topic here, but there's this big myth that the Democratic Party and the Republican Party flipped somewhere in the mid-60s. But I don't think that they did. Well... You ready to go down a rabbit hole? Yeah. Get your tinfoil hat. Oh, uh, here we go. So, now, after JFK, which I was a JFK fan. He was a Democrat, but I liked him. He was Now, he, granted, was I wasn't alive, school. but I'm He was an old-school, blue-collar Democrat kind of guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, as blue-collar as a Kennedy could be. Well, <laughs> Touche. Yeah. <laughs> but with him, brought in this era, so Kennedy was gone. And do you remember who took on after Kennedy? Oh, wasn't it Johnson? It was Lyndon B. Johnson, yes. another Democrat. Now, I don't know if you remember, but one of the things that Lyndon B. Johnson brought in was the welfare system. Yep. Now, if you look at, and like I said, this is going to get off topic, but it all ties. It all ties where in. we where the we're, the the U.S. has gone. We're going to come full circle. Yeah. Back in 1965, before this happened, there were more black. Americans in college than there are today. There was no affirmative action, but they were there. They were succeeding. They were doing better than they ever have. In the black community, there was less than 20% single family homes. The now, black nuclear family now we're over was 80. a real thing. Yes, now we're over 80% yep. single family homes. Now, why did that happen? Because we incentivized being a single mother with multiple kids. Now, the welfare system, I think, I'm not going to say that it was a bad thing to begin. I don't think in theory it was a bad idea. However, we never set a time limit. It was supposed to be a hand up, not a hand out. But it has turned into this intergenerational modernized slavery is what I would call yeah. it. I mean, the Democrats formed the KKK. It was a, it was a racist party. So you've got this racist party that built the KKK and then magically in the mid 60s flipped politics with the Republicans. Doesn't work that way. I mean, let's be real. What did they do? I mean, they were smart about it. I'm not going to lie. They were extremely smart about it. Lyndon B. Johnson said that he would have those N words because I refuse to use that word. Well, but he will have those N words voting Democrat for the next 200 years. And that's when this entire poverty system began. So basically, he put in, hey, folks, I'm black. So he put us. I guess we should have yeah. brought that out in the beginning. It's not, these, this is not, it's not two honky white guys talking about yeah. race politics. <laughs> so he, in essence, put black people right back on the plantation. You know, those subsidized homes. All it is is slave quarters. 
when you don't have the incentive to go out and do better for yourself, you have legitimately enslaved, you've allowed yourself to be enslaved. And because you grew up that way, you raised your children in that. And yes, it becomes a multi-generational problem. And I don't think it's just the welfare system. There's also, we need to call BS on some of these businesses that set up in the inner city. Now, I don't know if you've been aware of this, but Kevin Hart has actually started a program to go in and educate inner city kids, no matter what their race is. I mean, there's white, Mexican, Asian kids that live in the inner city about finances. Because what do you always see? You go to the inner city and what do you see? Check cashing places? Payday loans? Yep. And what are they doing? Oh, yeah, we'll give you a payday loan. We'll give you a thousand bucks. Now we're going to charge you 36% interest. And you get that one and you're behind for five years just trying to catch up. Or or the rent a tire. Oh, don't even get me started on the rent a rim. Oh, my God. You know, I I got raised up with my grandfather. I always remember him being, I'd get birthday money. And, you know, I was a kid. It was burning a hole in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I was ready to go spend it. And he told me he was like, they just want your money. They do now. This is a man that I have seen go to a car dealership and write them a check. This is that older generation that came out of the depression where if they couldn't pay for something cash, they, they didn't saved. want it. They saved. They said, We'll fix something and limp it along until we can afford what we need. Mm-hmm. Now we were in a generation of finance it, finance it, finance it. Doesn't matter if I can afford it or not. I'll figure it out later. Because I have to look a certain way to to present myself to the world in a certain way so that either I can be cool, get the girl or the guy or both, you know, whatever. Or at at least people will like me. Agreed. I'll I'll never understand it. But I also think, I mean, you and I are, I don't know how old you are now. I'm 36 now. You're 36. I'm 39. I'll be 40 on the 23rd of this month. So I'm about to be over the hill, an old man. We're definitely Uh, of an older generation now. But this is stuff that should be passed on. Yeah, I've seen too many kids spend their parents' money on Fortnite. Well, which I'm sorry, I just had to say that because it drives me absolutely bad. Seems crazy. like that struck a little close to home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen it happen too many times to count. <laughs> now, I will say that parents listen closely. You can control this. Don't give them an iPad with your financial information on it. Ta da! Yeah, problem yeah, solved, people. Yeah. Come on, doesn't happen often enough. And Really, I, I know, not on topic, but, you know, ever since 2012, I have made it a point to spend as much time outside with my kids as possible because, you know, I was a little bit younger, got uh, uh, laid off from this company I'd been with for a uh, few years, and I thought, you know what, life is short, and I should really not just sit down and watch TV all the time. So we've done that, and I think if you if anybody is listening out there and you've got kids, absolutely put put this, the electronics down. Go fishing. It's summertime. Yeah, I know it's hot outside, but go do it anyway. By the way, people, we're in Texas. Yeah. So it's summertime. It's going to be hot. Take your little canopy out there. Get you some shade. Yeah. Drink plenty of water. If you're white, put on your sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, I learned that at the river last week. <laughs> 
But so this is something that I actually struggle with myself with my kids because I am. I've been a gamer since I was a kid. I feel your pain. And not that that's a bad thing, but I was never, I was an asthmatic kid. So my big sports endeavor was bowling. Hey, if you're good, you're good, right? Agreed. But now my kids are in football. They're in baseball. And I'm not a whole lot of help. (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, it's not a bad thing, but. I totally get it. I played basketball for fun. I never played on a team. That was the only sport I really just truly enjoyed. So when my son finally got to the point where he was on a team, I was like, oh, finally, a sport I can help you out with. And, you know, when when it came to uh, football and baseball, you know, I did some some research online because I didn't play football, to be honest, and I really didn't watch baseball growing up. Which surprises a lot of people that I didn't play football because I'm – yeah. I'm sitting at about 285, 290. I'm 6'4". And they're like, you didn't play football? And I was like, okay, I was this tall in high school, but I was 175 pounds when I joined the Army. So I was <laughs> stick-thin, band geek. Like, this is the man you see before you was built in 20 years. It was not, you know, 300 pounds of pimp just doesn't happen yeah, overnight. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't squeeze out. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So we're at 37 minutes. Okay. And I think uh, maybe now is a good time to start with some listener questions. All right. We have gotten some emails from people. So we're, as of right now, the podcast is kind of be structured where we're going to cover current events and ramble a bit and go off topic and hopefully we'll come back around to it. But we're also going to go through listener questions. Now, Gavin, I don't know if you've seen, you actually sent me this question, but apparently Juneteenth is becoming a holiday, a state holiday in Virginia. Now, do you think this is going to bridge the perceived racial gap or divide it even more? Honestly, I think this is going to be a neutral issue unless people get the day off paid. If it becomes a paid holiday, I'm pretty sure somewhere out there, some white guy who, you know, he just never knew about it unless it was like a history lesson. And to be honest, it's not a major history thing taught in school. Well, it's always been an informal holiday, but what, right. I, what I don't understand, because I've read up a little bit on it. Now, Juneteenth, for those of you who don't know, slavery was abolished. deemed abolished in January of 1865. Mm-hmm. Now, that back then, you know, we didn't have the World Wide Web. We didn't have phones. It took a while for news to travel. June 19th, 1865 is when the news was read in Galveston, Texas, that all enslaved Texans were freed. What I don't understand is, now, had Texas made it a state holiday? I get it. But why is Virginia doing it when Juneteenth is a Texas holiday? Now, I don't know if maybe that's, it could be that that was the final freeing of the people. Maybe so. And to be honest... Being black, you know, growing up black, hashtag, I have been some multiple Juneteenth uh, celebrations, Herman Park down, you know, uh, area by the zoo. It's cool. It's, you know, always been a, a fun time. But I was always under the impersonation that Juneteenth was specifically Texas. So when some, when, when somebody emailed us this, my first thought was, what the hell do they care over there? They I thought that they got the news like months before that. That was kind of my viewpoint. The East Coast... 
was where the news originated. So they were getting it months before. I mean, it took them six months. They they abolished it in January, and it took six months for them to get to Texas. I wonder how many carrier pigeons it took to get there. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, a couple of horses, at least. Maybe so. a laden swallow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that all depends on it's African or European swallow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, with that, I, I would hope that it would be perceived as a good thing. Our only question is why Virginia just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Is when it it's a something pandering ha- thing? I don't know if I'd say it's pandering. Now I could see it as this is when everyone was officially freed. Right. I, I could see it as that. And then it would be, Hey, let's all make this, you know, that, that is a huge deal. But like you said, growing, growing up in Texas, Juneteenth has always been like a Texas thing. As far as we knew now, you know, maybe it was going on in other states. I don't know, because we were here in Texas. Maybe. So, you know, as I was thinking about this, I thought, well, I guess sometimes there are things where you thought were just something you would celebrate, but comes to find that other people do too. Like, I'm Cajun, so crawfish is a huge thing in my family. Ooh, share. Yeah. And then come to find out in the last couple of years, I'm like, there's a lot of... Wait, wait, wait. Mexicans like crawfish too? I had no idea. I had never seen it growing up because I only ever saw black and white white people doing it. So, you know, that's cool. So if Now, they, you would think everyone loves crawfish, but my wife would attest to the difference. She's a Yankee. I uh, imported her from Indiana, you know, and she was she was good with crawfish. Do they even have real food, like good food up there? Well, cuz you know, I we mean, are not I mean, small a, stallions, so, you know, little, there will be food talked about on the show. Now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> You cannot mess with Grandma Smith's potato soup. Okay. That woman, mm, I'm telling you. But we went up there in January, and they kept telling us, oh, there's this Mexican place you've got to check out when you're here. You've got to have it. It's amazing. So I'm like, hell yeah, y'all got some good Mexican food? Because we actually found a place in North Carolina when I was stationed there. Where, where it was, it was it was half It was halfway decent. We'll say Casa Ole decent. <laughs> I mean, not that oh, that's... God. That's not top of the caliber, but for North Carolina, that, that'd it's be pretty like top. Good. The, yeah, that'd be pretty dang good. Wow. So we get up there. We're in Indiana, and I forget the name of the place. And we sit down, and I'm looking over the menu, and I'm like, okay, okay, I can get down on this. This is all right. Then they brought us our food. Couldn't even eat it. Could not even eat it. I was like, what? What well, was it? One of those places that's so bad that the queso on your burrito was like American cheese melted or something pretty damn close. So <laughs> it was one of those, cause I've been to taquerias. I enjoy like a good street taco. Uh, amen to that. But this place was not even that uh, this place was made for northerners. It was unseasoned. It was just like, it was like they grilled some meat, not even some salt and pepper, man, just grilled it and threw it in a, in a tortilla. tortilla. You know, it's, and it's probably a store-bought tortilla. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you, but but you would be amazed. So my wife is from a little town in Pendleton, Indiana, which is about an hour east of Indianapolis. Great place. Not a lot of job opportunities. That's why we didn't end up up there, but great place nonetheless. However, their Mexican food, two thumbs down. <laughs> Hated it. Hated it. <laughs> yes. Okay, wow. so... Um, let's see. Next. You know what? 
We had a lot of write-in questions from females. Right. But so before we go to all these female questions, let's just get this one tire question thing out of the way. A guy. Now, now I'm going to let you handle this because before we go into this, we were sent this question and it was something about a, a forerunner or. So the Chevy Colorado. Was it a Colorado? It's a 2012 Chevy Colorado. Now, now it was something about what tire will fit in there without rubbing. Hey, bud. They have Toyota forums. Well, or no, Chevy yeah, forums. Chevy. Sorry. But, my, my mistake. And as a matter of fact, I am the proud owner of an 07 that is sitting in pieces right now due to a crazy ex girlfriend who's Cuban, which is why I will never date a Cuban person again. And they'll cut you. Oh, no, they'll, they'll drain the oil out of your truck. Yeah. You know, I, I'd, I'd honestly I'll, rather, I'll, I'd rather, I'd rather be, be cut. cut. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, because I, I cried that day. <laughs> go ahead and cut me. Don't mess with my vehicle. So, bro, be, go look up 355nation.net, coloradofans.com, or look them up on Facebook. You didn't specify what suspension package you have on that truck of yours. If you have a Z71, it's a 2012, you could probably fit a 32, barely, and it depends on what tire it is. Anything bigger than that, you're, you're going to need like a level kit. If you've got a base model with the, the standard duty suspension, 30, maybe 30 and, a, 30 and a half would be too much. So next time, if you've got car questions, I'm glad to try because I, I, I am in the auto parts world. This is stuff that actually fascinates me. I geek oh, out on, oh, on all oh, of this stuff. O'Reilly. That's right. So I am glad to field goofy questions like this. Even if they don't make it on the show, you shoot us an email. I, I might just personally email you back. Now, if you want to shoot us an email, speaking of that, you can reach us at barbericallycandid at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram, barbericallycandidpodcast. We have a Twitter, barbericallycandid. And we now have a Facebook page, barbericallycandidpodcast. You can reach us at any one of those, and we'll try to reach out to you cover your question in a podcast. We'll try to get back to you either way. Yeah. We, you know, Hey, if, you know, if you've got friends or, Hey man, I just, I just heard this new podcast. You know, it's, it's like, it's a, a couple of guys and it's cool. I greatly appreciate that. Spread it to all your friends. Now that, that would be amazing. And we'll put some posts out on social media where you will be able to share it because as you know, a lot of podcasts, they spread by word of mouth. Yep. And we didn't get into this to make money. We both have full-time jobs. We're just having fun. And if this is something you enjoyed listening to and you want to share it with your friends, that's fine. And we would be super appreciative. Now, Gavin. Uh-oh. Are you ready for the female questions? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, it's like I need like some kind of a lightning and thunder sound in the background. Dun, dun, dun. I'm, I'm going to have to find an effect that I could put in here for that. <laughs> or the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So our first question, why do men act hot and cold, interested, and then bam, we're nothing? Okay. I mean, I think really Katy Perry said it best. You're hot, then you're cold. You're yes, then you're no. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel I, like I need more context for this question. I'm going to try. Now, okay. I don't recall who sent us this question, but from a... Gender guy, you know, you know, as us as guys, you have to understand, even though this is 2020 and not the caveman days, men are hunters. So all of that energy he probably put in was all about the thrill of the hunt. Now, once he bagged and tagged 
his prey. Maybe the performance was well, kind of underwhelming. I don't know. And that's if he backed. Now, we don't yes, know that, if she gave true. up the pooty poo. Like, we don't know if that happened. You, re- By the way, whoever this was, you really should have told me that. Now, that that's a big thing because when you encounter players, once you give up the pooty poo, yeah. it's the thrill. I mean, it's deuces. Yeah, the thrill is gone. It was, yeah, that the B.B. King song. Yeah. So, it happens. So, if you're in this dating process and you want to keep more dating is like a, it's like a mixture of sales and storytelling you always have to keep your audience captivated and you always have to keep them wanting more and you always have to give them just enough to make sure that you get exactly the sale or the price that you would agree upon now i don't know if it was uh ct barnum or who said they were like he said give them about 90 percent of what they want and leave them wanting that 10 percent and it'll Smart bring them mate. back. I mean, yep. it's it's it works. So, if you're going to be dating, don't give it don't give it all up on the first. Day. Or if you do, make sure that he knows that there's a whole lot more in your your uh, bag of tricks. Now, please please understand, we are not in any way slut shaming. No, never. I would never like. That's a big problem we have nowadays. Where. Oh, well, she slept with him on the first date. So what? He slept with her on the first date. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. Before I got married, I did the math. 70% of my first dates, home run. Which is probably scary. But... Well, you you were doing way better than me. (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) you know, again, it's all about the thrill of the hunt. It's about that sale. You know, it's, 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 it's like a dance. And Lord knows I cannot dance. But at least I know how to dance around that. So, what's next? Okay, our next question is, do you think men, in general, are more picky about a woman's appearance or that women are pickier? Now, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know who wrote this, but bless your heart (laughs) that you even have to ask this question because I can tell my wife a hundred times in a day that she's beautiful and she's going to look in the mirror and be like, I look fat. I'm not beautiful. Nobody loves me. And I'm like, everybody loves you. So women are definitely more picky. Now, there are some men. That are really picky. Which we call F-boys or douchebags. Yeah. That may tell you, you're going out like that. You're not wearing makeup. They are not worth your time. Now, I will, now, I will counter that a hair. And I will say, when you're when you're in a well-established relationship, chances are your significant other probably has that one piece of clothing that you just do not like. No matter what their logical process is behind it, you look at it and you're like, oh, not that again. I remember I dated a girl and I had these Levi's 542 jean shorts. You know, not short shorts because apparently those are back. Like that guy at the club, you know, the other night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the mullet yeah. guy. But, you know, just straight up guy, you know, past the knee. And she she would give me hell every time I ever had them on. Now, my current girlfriend, there is a pair. She has two items that drive me insane. Otherwise, beautiful gal, awesome personality, all that anybody could ever want. Now, what's, what, what do we got coming up next? Wait, so you're telling me you had jorts? Yeah, yeah. Still got them, too. As a matter of fact, I forgot I had them. And I happened to put them on, like, last week. And my girlfriend was, where did those come from? And I'm like, don't tell me this is going to happen again. 
Now, it's funny that you mentioned that because with my wife, she actually talked me into getting jorts. <laughs> I was always a khakis guy. Above the knee, kind of a kind of a preppy look, but it just was what I was comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Now, I asked my wife, I said, now, you want me to get jorts? Is that because your dad wears jorts? Because I feel like that's part of it. Like, I think no matter what, we look for someone who reminds us of our mother or our father. It's all psychology mm-hmm. because you want to be nurtured. Mm-hmm. It was a little weird, though. I, did, wait, did you have you bust out the all-white Nikes, too? I mean, I'm busting those out anyway. I'm an <laughs> operator. Touche, <laughs> touche. So we have another question from a lady. I don't even... I don't even know if I want to read this one because it's kind of... Uh-oh. Okay. So, where are all the single bearded nerds? Dating sucks. Where can I meet a nice guy? Now, I don't know how old you are, whoever asked this question. I think I remember who asked this question. I want to say she's she's, she's between 38 and 40. Then they're back in the friend zone in high school where you left them. Yeah. Yeah, that knee-jerk reaction is pretty spot on. Everybody loves the fact that, oh, he's a nerd. It's so cool nowadays. But yeah, when I was in high school, nobody was like, what, you play Dungeons and Dragons? Let me take my underwear off. Yeah. Did not happen. Imagine what the world would have been like back then. Oh, it would have been glorious. (laughs) You would have been a glorious place. You would have had epic stories for your boys as they get older. I mean, I've still got some pretty epic ones, but Amen we're not going to talk about that in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I need to clear some of those with the wife before I put them on air. <laughs> okay, enough, another question enough. from a lady. I'm a little perplexed by this one, and I think you know where I'm going to go with this. We had a woman ask us why men can never pick a place to eat. This really kind of threw me for a loop because I know at least in my house my wife will ask me what do you want for dinner where do you want to go for dinner and automatically I'm saying I don't know what do you want because I know the first two to three places that I throw out are going to get shot down it's 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 almost like you need to save your number one on the back burner and kind of save it as like a last resort as like a Hail Mary pass Well, and it doesn't help that my wife has like five places she likes to eat, and that's it. And they're all Tex-Mex, aren't they? They're really not. Honestly, Jimmy (laughs) Changa's is the only Tex-Mex we really go get. Have y'all ever been to El Tiempo? No, but I'm willing to check it out. You need to, but that is a date night place. Folks, again, not trying to uh, throw any crazy advertising, but if you're looking for date night... We're not getting paid by anybody right yeah, now, just so you know. Yeah, this is yeah. all just suggestions. Yeah, I legitimately, thoroughly enjoy El Tiempo's sirloin fajitas. They are t- as tender as they get the most tender fajitas Now, is I've that a had. Tex-Mex or is that more of a taqueria traditional this Mexican is a, This is like fancy Tex-Mex bordering on real Mexican. Ooh, fancy. But it's, yeah, but it's definitely fancier than... It's a step over Jimmy Changa's, for sure, especially in the prices. Mm. See that that worries me because I already spent enough at night. Jimmy Chimes. I know that's why it's date night. Date night. That's true. We, now, only, we only get those like every couple months, so now, I can I can work with that. If someone is wanting to know why we don't just have an answer, trust me, we have an answer. 
we always know what we want, but we have become conditioned to be, what's the word, courteous, because you're in a relationship, so you're supposed to assume, well, you know, I know what I want, but I know what she wants, and chances are what I want ain't what she wants, and I don't, it, is it really worth the argument? No. Because so straight off the bat, I'm going James Coney Island, Schlotsky's, Whataburger, all three places. I never really go there. She doesn't like them. Once again, she's a Yankee. Before y'all get too mad, we're yeah. in Texas. I'm a Texan, born and raised. She's a Yankee. Doesn't like Whataburger. She got sick one time she ate there. So don't go too hard on her. Does she like In-N-Out instead? I don't know that she's ever had In-N-Out. You know, I, I've eaten there once when I was... So I was part of the 82nd Airborne for about five or six years. And I was part of the 82nd Chorus. And we traveled around and sang. But it was a recruiting tool. We you were t- Captain America? <laughs> I mean, a, a little, if Captain America was a baritone, then yeah, yeah he, I was Captain he, America. He could say, you've never seen us in the same place at the same time, have you? That's true. <laughs> but we actually went to the Fox Theater in California and performed a show, which, let me throw a shout out. Guys, if you need calendars and you were ever looking, we're not... Like I said, we don't have any paid advertisements, but Gina's a friend, and I'm going to throw it out there. Gina Elise, pin up for vets. If you ever need a shop calendar, they're not gaudy. They're not raunchy. They're like old school pinups. Oh, nice. And all the proceeds go to VA hospitals. So if you check them out, that'd be great. But we did a performance. She was there. Um, but we went to in and out afterwards. And all the guys from California in my unit were like, oh, man, you got to get a triple stack animal style, this and that. All right, cool. And I got it, and I was like, man, it's all right. Yeah, the fries were terrible. Which, that's supposed to be the big selling point. Fresh Those cut are, fries. That's their big, like, ooh, we make, we, we cut the potatoes the right here. and I went, finally, we were in Dallas, like three, it was about a, almost a month ago. And I was like, oh, you know, I'd turn a car around. Babe, there's a internet. We've never done it. Let's do this. She was underwhelmed. I was like, I mean, the bun's good. It was now, fast. The steam, I'll the give them that. The buns are pretty tasty. Yeah. But I would rather go to, um, what's that place down on the boat? Was it Charlie's? They've got the thin meat patties. Oh, Freddy's. Freddy's, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I enjoy it better. That's me personally. Now, if you've never been to Steak and Shake, they have a secret menu burger. Oh. Have you ever seen the secret we menu? Had, we had Steak and Shake in North Carolina. They were very prevalent there. And, oh, oh yeah. God. So good. It's called the 7x7. Seven, seven. seven slices of meat, seven slices of cheese for $7.77. And I did it once in Illinois, of all places. Oh, yeah. That sounds... I, con- I, 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 I conquered. I came. I conquered. And I fell hard to sleep after. I was about to say, it sounds like a great meal. Horrible night. Surprisingly, no. Sleep. <laughs> Jet lag. I mean, that sounds pretty good then. Amen I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Are right, you ready for the next one? Go for it. Oh, we're getting a little risque on this one. Uh-oh. All right, mom and dad, if you're listening, turn it off now. So I'm just going to give you about two seconds to turn it off because, Yeah. <laughs> We have a question from a female listener that says, why do men expect head, but never give it? Oh, yeah. I got to hope my folks, well, 
My parents don't listen to anything that I do because it's probably too right wing for them. So they, I doubt that they're going to hear this. But I am not that person. And the funny thing is, uh, it is a stereotype that black guys don't like going down on women. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you about that because I've heard that stereotype, but I've never met anyone that was just like, ew. I will pin my girlfriend down just to get me a taste. I mean, there's nothing better than when you got them there and you wrap your arms around the legs. Uh, yep. They're trying I, to crawl up the bed to get away. And you're that like, was no, no, last no, night, no, 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 come of back fact. here. Come He's back like, here. Oh, no, I gave you a calf and a foot and a hamstring massage just so I can get you in this position. That's Trust right, me, Nero. You this, ain't going nowhere. Damn right. This was part of my ulterior motives and you knew it and you got what you wanted and I got what I needed and it was on my mustache. That night, and I was a happy camper. Now, we'll say as a man, I've never been into the... I know a lot of people are into it. The whole 69. Now, I would rather go down and then get mine. And then get down, yeah. I mean, it's just it's too much to focus on. You're trying to enjoy it. You're trying to give them pleasure. Take your turns. It's called multitasking, man. Multitasking yeah, with the feelings. Let's be honest, though. If you had your choice, would you rather lay back and enjoy yourself or have to be down there doing your thing? Like, I, me personally, take your turns and then take it straight to Pound Town. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm good either way. As long as now, don't get me wrong. If the old, if the old lady ever comes in the bedroom and she's like, "Hey, you want to?" Do? I'm like, "Hell yeah, I want to do that." Like, I mean, I'm gonna do whatever you want me to do. Yeah. Let's, you want me to stand on one leg with a sparkler hanging out of my ass? We're gonna talk about that because that's my booty hole. But <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you know, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, enough bourbon. You know. Well, hey, thank you to Buffalo Trace once again. Not a paid sponsor, but yeah. enjoying that tonight. Um, Oldest distillery, I don't know if you know this guy, an oldest distillery in the U.S., they were actually around before the nation was formed. Now, I, I knew they were old. I didn't know they were that I want to say 1774, 1775. Now, they are also the only distillery given a permit to operate during Prohibition for medicinal purposes. Oh, now, which is funny. Quick side story. I did a project a couple years ago in Iowa, and it was a chemical-grade ethanol plant. And I was given a sample of 200 proof gin straight from the still. Wow. Jesus. You talk about run your car. <laughs> no, I've, I've never had true It was moonshine, moonshine. Now I've had... you. My friends, yeah. With the flavored stuff, which I've never even tried that. Just because the ones that you've had, I'm like, eh, now the orange cream sickle, you ever get me a mason jar of that and I'm down. I talked to her about that three days ago. I was like, hey, you holding out on, on, on me, bro? Now, I got a little sample of the ice, the sweet tea. See, Jamie so tell, offered me that last time, but I was like, I'm driving, so I'm tell, gonna... tell the missus I got a sample for her. So. She actually doesn't enjoy sweet tea, so that'll be for me. Uh, all right, all right. I'll, I will bring it next time. Like I said, Yankee. Yeah. <laughs> She doesn't even like unsweet tea, so that's just a yeah. She doesn't like tea, regardless. Wow, I didn't think. I thought everyone liked tea of some sort. She's she's more of a Coke or Mountain Dew girl. Oh, yeah, it all makes sense now. That must have been like the Colts' like favorite drink or something as she was growing up. 
so we've got two more questions. Okay. One of them is another relationship question. So I figure we'll tackle that and then we'll go into the final one, which I think is going to wrap us up, but it's going to be a little more in depth. Okay. So we'll go. I feel like this kind of ties into the hot and cold question that we had earlier. Why do men bypass the women who have been there through thick and thin for women who haven't now going off previous history? I had a friend now, let me lay this out there. Disclaimer, maybe in case you're listening, this is way before I met my wife. Um, I had a good, good friend. She has since passed lovely girl that I came back from some training with the army and she laid one on me, like kissed me right there in the car. I was like, Whoa. And it took me off guard. And then from then on, she was like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, so what I would ask is before you ask, why did they bypass you? Do they know how you feel? Yeah. Were you upfront about it or did you just throw these little hints? You, Okay, so going back, we we are we are so simple, so simple. They, I've had people tell me that girl was hitting on you. No, she wasn't. She was just nice. No, that girl was hitting no, on bro, you, bro. She gave you the green flag, and you didn't even capture. And I am completely oblivious when it comes to that. So, while we men are hunters and gatherers when need be, we are simple. So, if you're gonna Throw down the green flag. You might want to make, and you know, you, you don't have to have like we don't a, just a airplane a green, in the sky or something. Saying, uh, Do I, me, would, but. I would disagree. <laughs> we need the green flag. We need a lit up landing strip. I'm going to need written consent. You better send it all. You know what? The written consent, it is 2020. That's not a bad idea. I don't know if you've heard the new analogy that the military is using. So for years, we've had the classes on consent mm-hmm. and sexual harassment. And the new one is T. Have you have you heard the, uh-uh. the video about so it's basically if someone was drunk and passed out, would you try to force feed them tea? Would you make them tea? Maybe they told you they wanted tea before they passed out, but now they're passed out and they can't have tea. It's all it's a whole thing. <laughs> like this is a video they make you sit and watch in military training. But it's one of those where consent is important in this day and age because ladies as much as you want to be pursued, guys are kind of scared nowadays. Yeah, it, it can go backwards real fast. There's been way too instant, too many instances where it gets ugly. Yeah, and nobody wants to, nobody wants to sit through that. You, you know, it's supposed to be no means no, but at the same time, did she really mean no, or is she just playing hard to get? Things Stormy Daniels probably thought about later. I don't know. Well, that's a whole different <laughs> topic. I mean, really, that's... So, while we're talking about that, because, I mean, we've gone one hour and six minutes, but I'm probably going to edit this down. Yeah, so, yeah. with... There's been a lot of outcry about, oh, Trump, he did this, he did that, sexual whatever. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. Excuse me, I'm refilling my whiskey. If you have proof of this, come forward and have your have your case heard. But the the hypocrisy that I'm hearing is oh Trump is a sexual predator, Trump is this, Trump is that. 
Didn't Biden just get like 27 counts of sexual harassment and assault filed against him? Yeah, but... But yet I'm news, supposed to vote for that guy? But the news doesn't like to talk about that because he's their guy. That's true. Although, Gavin, you know if you don't vote for Biden, we're going to have to take your melanin. Can I at least keep my dick? I mean... Oh, no, that goes too. Oh, well. We're going to shrink it down because if you don't vote for Biden, you're not black. Oh, that's right. Creepy Uncle Joe. I mean, it's it's all over the news. Some people have signs that say live, laugh, love on their, you know, wall. Mine, I guess it's going to say if you don't vote for Biden, you're not black. So, fine. You know, somehow I think I'll live. Good thing I love to, to eat it every day. So... My thing was looking at the Democratic candidates. Who did I think had the best opportunity against Trump? Now, like I said, people, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm middle of the road. However, until they allow libertarian parties to go to the actual presidential debates, there will never be a libertarian president. You have to get 15% popular vote to go to the presidential debates. Now, in the UK, you've got the Tea Party, the Green Party, the Workers' Party, all them people. They're going to the debate. Everybody's going to the debate. That's the one thing I can get behind with the UK is everybody's going to the debate. There's a new, she's a female. I want to say Joe Jorgensen. Uh, I'm probably uh, yeah. screwing her name up, and I, I'm sorry if I am. We're just stupid Americans. We don't know these fancy Well, no, words. no, she's a libertarian for U.S. Oh, she is a right. candidate for the U.S., and that's what I'm saying. She's got some stuff out there, and I'm like, this lady, I've I would heard vote the for name. her. I'm going to have to do some research. Uh, yes, I, 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 I have heard her name tossed around on the radio extremely sparingly, but yeah. Well, yeah, they don't want you to hear about her. Because she wants a smaller government. She wants the drug war ended, which the drug war is a complete fiasco from the get-go. Reagan started that in the 80s. It did and not it's, pan out. all it's done is boost up the cartels. Yeah, look at Operation Fast and Furious. How well did that go? Well, speaking of... <laughs> okay, so speaking of our presidential candidates... I can't tell you exactly what year it was. So there was a tough on crime act in 19. Oh, where yet? It had to have been like the early nineties, huh? It was when Clinton was in office. So it was probably 94, 95. 1994. Yep, okay. Yeah, his first year in office. The controversial crime law that Joe Biden helped write. Now, this crime law militarized the police. Mm, Yep, yep. It was a tough on crime law, which crime was bad. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, yeah, crime, yeah, but I'm with you there. But I don't think, I think there needs to be a reform within the police force, there needs to be more training. Maybe some demilitarization, not defunding. I'll never yeah. like, no, of course not. But we also need to figure when they say militarization of police, what does that really mean in 1994? That probably meant they got ARs. 
Which makes sense because people got ARs. Yeah. I and mean, you ha- you have to at least keep up with the, what I the people say are carrying. In 94, could, yeah, that was after the assault uh, weapons ban. But even but I, if I recall back then, an AK, you know, semi-auto was like $200 or so. Well, you notice every time there's an election year, what did we have? So I, I, I don't know how many liberal friends you have. It shrinks every day. <laughs> they see your post on Facebook and fall away. Yeah. It amazed me that liberal friends on Facebook, I'm saying, well, how do I buy a weapon? How do I get? I'm like, hold up. Since, since when did you want one? I thought that you were afraid because they were black and big. They're so evil. Until, and that, see, that's where we come back to Second Amendment. We are, we're going over and we're going so off topic, but I'm here for it. Yeah. So, um, the beauty of editing. Exactly. Second <laughs> Amendment. Freedom to bear arms against a tyrannical government. I am not buying an AR-15. Because I am afraid of the poverty-stricken people coming into my neighborhood and robbing me. You know, they brought that up when this whole COVID-19 quarantine started. They're like, oh, well, if the government doesn't give us that 1200 bucks, people are going to crawl out of the lower side of Pasadena and come get us. It didn't happen. Nope. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was ready for them if they came, but yeah, yeah, it didn't yeah. happen at all. I feel like if you got out there, and talk to your neighbors. We agree on a lot more than we disagree on. Don't let the mainstream media feed your everyday process because that's what's poisoning America. That's what's dividing the people. Their whole business is keeping us divided. If we united, they couldn't stand against us. A united people will not fall. A divided people will always fall. Everything they do, everything they say, Notice when you look at the media, it's never, oh, this person killed this person. It's this white person killed this black person. This black person killed this white person. This Latino person killed this white person. It's all about race and division. Mm-hmm. Because if they keep us divided, they control us. And if they control us, they own us. You better step in line. Because if you don't, they're coming for you. That'll be all for this episode of Barbarically Candid. We appreciate you listening. We hope you come back for more. We'll see you next week. Be good to each other.